Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You hold your nose and you air the ad. If we hope to survive in this digital age, we have to think critically about the messages we consume. Someone created those messages for a reason. Let's find out why. Sometimes we just have to ask, what the media? I'm Megan Lynch, reporter, on-air host, and virtual consumer editor at KMOX Radio. In this episode... If they don't comply, the FCC can jerk their licenses. Sandy Davidson is an attorney and professor emeritus at the University of Missouri School of Journalism. I asked her, what do broadcast stations have to air when it comes to political ads from candidates? Broadcast stations are controlled by equal opportunity rules. So it depends in part, are you a federal candidate or are you a state or local candidate? For federal candidates, it's called reasonable access. And yes, you do have to broadcast what they submit to you. Now, if it's a state or local candidate, Equal opportunity applies, so you can treat everybody equally, everybody reasonably good times, or you can say, no, we are not going to cover that office. In practice, what do you see happening? In practice, stations are complying because if they don't comply, the FCC can jerk their licenses. So... There are really some pretty strict rules. Let's say that we've got a federal candidate, so you know that you have to broadcast the ad. You preview the ad, and you think it is dreadful. In fact, you think it is libelous. You hold your nose, and you air the ad. You cannot edit the ad. Furthermore, You cannot time shift the ad. Let's talk about the concept of indecency. Because the airwaves are scarce, we got the doctrine of scarcity, the Supreme Court says that broadcasters can be much more heavily regulated than can print media. So, indecency We're talking about something that is patently offensive, and it has to involve sex or excretory organs. But let's say the the ad is perfectly indecent as far as the station is concerned. Can the station time shift it to the so-called safe harbor hours? Between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., you can air indecency. But outside of those hours, you can be fined. So we're talking about something that is really a big-time expense. So can you just say, candidate, I'm sorry, that's indecent. We can't air it. 
not in you know, prime time. The answer ultimately by the courts, you have to air it during reasonably good times. You cannot time shift it to the you know, midnight hour. And I think this is rather interesting. This started back in 1992, and we had a, a candidate for the House of Representatives in Georgia who was uh, very much against abortion. So he had an anti-abortion ad that was very graphic. It included um, genitalia, you know, just something that even the judge looking at it said, you know, this is something that would be understandable to children. This is not acceptable. Time shift it, but hold the phone. This was appealed and the Federal Court of Appeals said that violates reasonable access. You cannot time shift it. So what we have is a situation where broadcasters have to air. They cannot edit it. They cannot time shift it. But on the other hand, you could not be held liable for libel or for indecency. Here's one thing that concerns me. The libelous ads will air. And my question is, how much of a service is that to the listeners? When broadcasters air it, it's wrong. And there we go with misinformation. When it comes to candidates that are not federal candidates, you mentioned what the requirements are. Sometimes broadcasters are accused of election cycles being a money grab for them, that broadcasters will just take whatever ads. Is, which part of the spectrum is it, or is it in the middle? You know, what are we required to do there? There you are required to treat people equally. You give them equally good times, and you have to give all the candidates the lowest rates. And again, you can't edit, you can't time shift, you can't show favoritism. Now, one way, one way uh, in which broadcasters can make quite a bit of money, pack ads and super pack ads. Now, the rules are different on that. Broadcasters can decide, yes, we will accept those ads, or no, we won't. And if the broadcaster thinks that there's something libelous, then the broadcaster can say, you will change this, or you will give me information that lets me know that indeed the ad is correct. And when it comes to the pack ads, you do not have to give them the lowest rates. That's where you can make more money. Now, could you also be held liable, though, if there is instance of libel or other misinformation in those political action committee ads? Yes. So that's, that's the hard part of it, if you want. When it comes to PACs and when it comes to requirements for ads, I'd just like to mention the name Floyd Brown. You know how it is sometimes just one bad incident will change law. Every ad now saying with a, a nice size picture of the candidate that I approve of this ad. 
so we know that the candidate is sponsoring the ad. Let's go back to Floyd Brown and the Willie Horton ads. Papa Bush is running. We have Governor Dukakis of Connecticut as his opponent. Out come these Willie Horton ads. Willie Horton was a convicted murderer who was furloughed under Connecticut's furlough policy. So he's out for the weekend. What does he do? He breaks into a home. He rapes a woman repeatedly. He ends up also stealing. This was done when Dukakis was the governor of Connecticut. So, of course, he was responsible, correct? At least that's the way Floyd Brown portrayed it in these Willie Horton ads. Now, at first, Papa Bush was pleased, or at least he didn't protest, and in fact, used a little bit of the same material in ads, but that was 88. Now, we go to 1992. Papa Bush is running against Bill Clinton. Again, Floyd Brown is in action. He had his political victory committee, the PVC, which I do think sounds toxic, and it was. Now what Floyd Brown is trying to do is tie the suicide death of an Arkansas law student to Bill Clinton. And it gets uglier with Floyd Brown uh, apparently contacting the dead woman's sister. Papa Bush is upset. He does not want to have this associated with him, and it is not clear. So what does he do? He complains, and he gets a change in law. We have two different bodies, two different government agencies, the FCC and the FEC that police this. But in the wake of Floyd Brown, we get the requirement that all ads state very specifically who is sponsoring them and the candidate. I approve this ad. Floyd Brown had another effect. The Citizens United case, it was one of Floyd Brown's organizations. He founded Citizens United, and it wanted to air a, a documentary, Hillary. But it wanted to do so at times when the FCC and the FEC would say no. So what Floyd Brown did, of course, Citizens United, took it all the way to the Supreme Court. And Floyd Brown, the Presidential Victory Committee, Citizens United, was a winner. Floyd Brown and Citizens United won the Supreme Court case. It is a victory for the First Amendment, if you want. Basically, if you are Citizens United or some other committee like that, and you have a big war chest of money, you're a corporation, nonprofit, or for-profit, you have a First Amendment right to engage in a lot more political speech than was being previously allowed. So now we get the PACs, 
we get the super PACs, which cannot contribute directly to candidates or to the political parties, that would be soft money, but they can run their ads as much as the market will bear, as much as broadcasters will accept. And one problem was with that right now, we don't have the transparency rules that are needed. The Supreme Court said in the Citizens United case that, you know, in effect, we're unleashing all of this, but we can have transparency requirements, which we still don't have. I think it's a disservice to listeners. That's Sandy Davidson, attorney and professor emeritus at the University of Missouri School of Journalism. What the Media is produced by Odyssey St. Louis from the studios of KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch. Special thanks to our contributor, media literacy author Julie Smith. Our executive producer is Beth Coughlin. We invite you to visit KMOX.com for more on our Media Literacy Project. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 